Coming soon to a theater near you. We're back. This is episode five of the newly christened. You know, we we had we had a, a, a lengthy names, yeah, yeah we had a lengthy uh, podcast name before. I ain't gonna hold you. Like I had people come to me. It's like yeah, I, I listen to the, the talk real. You know, the real thing. Uh, uh, listen, we're gonna make it easy for y'all. This is the first episode, episode five, but the first episode of the Real Ones podcast. And and this really kind of came up. We were talking after the Robert Townsend episode, and it was mm-hmm. kind of like or before it, I can't remember. But we was just like, yo, you know. Real ones, you know what I'm saying? He's a real one. Yeah. Robert Townsend's a real one. He's a real one, right. so, you know, we want to, we want to, you know, we want to sh- show him love. And then, like, yo, we could use this platform to show other people love. And then, mm. you know what? It was like, you know what? The, the, the podcast got to roll off the tongue. Real ones. That's mm. it. Easy to hashtag. Tell everybody about it. We're here. I'm here with my co-host, my man, 150 grand, RB3. What's going on, brother? Man, happy to be here, man. We just came off of uh, some really fun times on set, you know, like together. So that was dope, you know what I mean? So yeah, it was like, um, I'm just good being, I'm just happy being here, happy talking movies. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Like like you said, you know. Lakers won this weekend, so (laughs) it's always a good weekend when the Lakers have to take down the Grizzlies. It's all right. You know, they got lucky, but whatever. We ain't going to go into that. But yes, it it is, it is uh, playoffs. Yo, if you you watch basketball, Mm -hmm. this is the best time of the year is playoffs. Win or go home. Everybody talk about their team all throughout the year, but this is when every single win counts for something. Like, yo, you, you step up, mm-hmm. bring your A game. This is where legacies are made, honestly. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, what we're definitely going to touch on this episode, we're going to tap into basketball films. I put out a little, you know, I, I put out a little alert, let people know, like, yo, what's your favorite basketball film? And mm-hmm. I got a lot of interesting answers. Good yeah, yeah, some yeah. good responses. And and I know you and I, when we talked about it, mm-hmm. you specifically talked about an era in those films that somebody else tapped into. They was like, yo, you better talk about this. And I didn't know if they were joking, but they was being dead ass. They was like, yo, I love these movies. Like, I said, yo, my man was just talking to me about that. The luck of the Irish and all that stuff. I was like, yo, we're going to tap into all of that. But first, you know, we usually start with what are you watching? And uh, yeah. RB3 and I got a chance to see a film that we were mm. looking forward to seeing for a while. Right. If you know me, anybody that knows me, or RB3, I love Ari Aster. Mm. That dude, like, yo, I saw Hereditary. And it's crazy because, and, and you know what I love most about his films? All the trailers, you don't know what the hell is happening. You have no idea. You have no idea what's happening. Hereditary by the trailer seemed very straightforward. It was like a horror movie. Yeah, you know, you get your girl. I saw the movie and got turned like 15 minutes in, it becomes a totally different film. Traumatic. It's, I mean, you know, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Hereditary, but when Homegirl gets her head knocked yeah. off by that pole, it's like, and they show that imagery, you're like, oof, oh man. And Tony Collette, she's wailing, crying. Mm-hmm. Like, Tony Collette got robbed an Oscar, Oscar nomination. Like, come on, son. Like, yo, the Academy, you need to get it right, man. Genre, genre films is okay. Mm-hmm. Show love. Because look, Peter Nyongo also in Us, I felt like yeah. that was another one that they yes. could not. That was in the same year or like the year after, the year before, something like that. So I'm something like, like that. it's like, yo, they, there was a couple times I'm like, yo, they really robbed a, yeah. a, a really good actress of, a, of, a, of and, some nominations. And I want to talk about the most recent example, Pearl, Mia Goth. Mm. She was incredible. Oh, man. Yeah. That monologue? Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah. So that one well, take, bro. Just, I mean, also her dancing with that scarecrow. Yeah. Like just the emotion that you just feel, and she, like without words there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but like you said, that monologue at the end with the dude, and yeah, just even just when the credits are rolling, you just see her creepy like smile oh. like to the camera. You're like, fam, she's on a whole nother you know, level. Every time I, every time I think of Pearl, <clears throat> excuse me. Every time I think of Pearl, I think of. Uh, Nicole Kidman, the AMC bumper, you know, right, right. like it's just that's me, just smiling, just looking at it with the projection going on behind me. I love Pearl, which they got to drop on 4K. Come on, stop playing, mm. drop that shit on 4K. There might have to be a criterion. Uh, yes, yeah. I need Pearl at X, and I'm looking forward to Maxine, which I think they just started shooting. Yeah, right, right. So right. John Carlo Esposito's in that one. Really, I'm looking. I saw yeah. that name. I said, yeah. I mean, they already won me, but. I'm, Dean Big Brother Almighty is in that. I gotta see that, dude. I wonder if this one. I, I hope like Maxine is like a modern take, right? Because like yeah. um, X was uh, like seventies, and then Pearl yeah. was like nineteen twenties, thirties, forties. Like yeah. I really hope it could go like modern with it, because I would love to see like that retribution of you know, it's like kind of like a sexual retribution mm. for this lady. I wonder in like modern times, you know, how that's mm. gonna play. Out. I don't know. I'm just wondering. I'm speculating. Hey, maybe man. they go in a different direction. I have like no idea. Listen, we'll be, there. We'll, yeah, be, we'll be we'll be there. We'll be there. Eighty four with the horror, man. I mean. <laughs> They just, they're crazy with it. By the way, real quick, I do just want to, I know we're talking about, uh, but, you know, we're going to talk about another movie in a second. Mm -hmm. But real quick, another A24 thing that I just checked out, that, that joint beef on, on Netflix. That's A24? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Super, super dope. Super, super dope. I, I, I hate to say, you know, I, I didn't know all that stuff I saw on Twitter about one of the oh, actors yeah. Yeah. and stuff until, like, afterwards. Yeah. Kind of really, like, makes it uh, a little questionable. To be fair, he is the bad guy in the show, so I'm like... <laughs> oh, so it, it evens out. Right, 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 so, right, right, man, right, Fuck right, you right, anyway. You right, 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 exactly, exactly, okay. exactly. But yeah, it is like, dang, I didn't I didn't even find out about that time. I'm like on episode five, I'm scrolling through the time, I'm like, oh, dang. But, but otherwise, otherwise, good show, good show. Okay. Steven Young. That's always the thing was tricky. It's like, do you want to cancel a whole show with mad people in it because of yeah. one person? It's like, yeah. and one supporting actor. It's not yeah. like it's the writer or director. It's like the supporting actor. Yeah, I'm that's like, different. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I give it a pass. It's just like, oh, that's the asshole that did this. But, you know, right. if it's good, right. it's good. You right, know right. What I'm uh, but otherwise, yeah. Sorry sorry to break us off from. No, no, no. Our, it's all good. It's all, it's, it's all good. It's all good. This is what we're here for. This is what we do. This is the setting we create. We, we, you're in the room with us. We're just talking about everything. We're talking about movies, talking about TV. So, yeah. getting back to Ari Aster. Mm hmm. I see, yo, I saw Hereditary, mm -hmm. loved it. The, the scene with Shorty was up, suspended up on the, on the, on the ceiling. Mm -hmm. That is one of the my memorable movie theater moments because literally you were just hearing people from one, and as the scene is, you know, the camera's fixated on that scene, mm -hmm. you kind of hear people slowly like, whoa, whoa is that what, whoa, whoa, like, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Loved it. Hereditary, I mean, uh, not Hereditary, Midsummer, mm -hmm. another one. I saw the trailer. I was like, what the hell is this about? But I saw Hereditary. I'm in there. That's another one. The lights came up on the movie. I was just sitting there like, "What?" that was just a very wicked ending yeah. to the film. You know, that right. whole final act of the film is like, where are you going? Right, yeah. right. Dude's in the bear costume. She's in the flowers. Yeah. Like, and and it was just the image. We just seeing the, the dead bot. It's just, oh, man. That, that movie is just sick. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So naturally... When I heard that he was making a film called Disappointment Boulevard, mm, mm. you know, I was like, oh, let's see, let's see what this is about. And then, right. you know, I hear Joaquin Phoenix is in it. Mm -hmm, Joaquin mm. Phoenix is intense. Mm, so mm. I was like, oh, they, he's going to he's gonna go for an Oscar with this one. He's going to give us a, a horror Oscar, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right. So trailer drops. I see animation. I see a bunch of things happening. Mm. I don't know what the hell's going on. Right, right. So, you know. 
we on we on set. My man RB three goes, yo, check this out. <laughs> they got a screening at nine ten p.m. Mm. at Burbank. Mm. I we had just wrapped for the day. Right, right. I was tired. I ain't gonna hold you. Right, right, right. I was I running off some coffees, right. but you know what? I love cinema. Right. <laughs> I said I'm gonna go watch this shit. Three hours. Right. Three hours. I said I'm gonna go watch this shit. Right. So. <laughs> I'm watching the movie. Mm. Things is happening. Mm. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I'm like, you know, eventually it's going to make sense. Right. It's going to come somewhere. It never does. No, it never. <laughs> it's just, it's a chaotic film from beginning yeah. to end. That man is living the worst couple days of anybody's life. It was just like, whatever could go wrong, went wrong with this dude. All right. And... I kind of feel like I understand what it was going for, but it was so abstract and different. Right. It was like, and you know what's crazy? Because I know a lot of people, casual moviegoers, that saw Hereditary, saw Midsummer, and they're like, yeah, I'm going to go see this film. I had to tell them, nah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't the film for you. <laughs> uh, you know, but it's not Pretty a... casual. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying all of this, mm. it's not a bad film. Right, right, right. It's, it's not different. a bad film. It's mm. very very different but i'm really interested in your take mm. because you're a filmmaker right 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 your right. your wheels turn different than everybody else's so what did you think of bo is afraid right right so 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 here's my like here's my like more like so i have like a little bit of like interesting relationship with like mm. ariasta too right obviously saw hereditary uh you know and i didn't actually see it in theaters i saw it on stream i was just too scared to see it in theaters so, <laughs> so scared? that's too scared no literally even just from the trailer everybody's telling me how twisted it was i was like yeah nah, i, I you see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, then I saw Miss Sumner. You know, I, I say this. I've said this in the pod on different uh, outlets before, but um, you know, I took I took a first date to see Miss Sumner. Oh, not the best. Not the best decision. Yeah. You know I mean? no. <laughs> Definitely. Like, first the, date. This guy is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what you're getting into, right? <laughs> like literally, first first scene is literally parents getting murdered. Yeah. Second scene. But, you know, dude cheating in, like, all right. You're like, all right, this is yeah, too much. Yeah, he was the worst boyfriend ever. Right, like, right, 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 right. So it was, like, it was way too much. But um, but um, I realized that before even I saw Hereditary and Miss Somner, in high school, I was obsessed with this short film called The Strange Things About the Johnsons. Oh, I didn't even touch on that. Man, Jesus this, Christ. So I had, I, I had used to, I watched this in high school, purely for the meme, like mm-hmm. purely because I saw the dude screaming in the bathtub and I saw it on Twitter <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is hilarious. Like, let me see what this film is about. I saw it in high school, loved it. I used to watch it so many times. Had no idea this was Ari Aster. Had no idea who this dude was. I thought it was just some random one-off. When I found out, and again, after I watched Miss Simon, I started looking up, all right, who was Ari Aster? I saw he did this short film. I'm like, yo, damn, what? Yeah. So then I went on a rabbit hole. I started watching his other shorts. He did the, and another short that he did was actually the same title, Bo Was Afraid. Mm-hmm. And it is like a shorter version of, a shorter like kind of concept of what this movie is. Mm-hmm. Real, It's like 30 minutes. And um, I knew that short was crazy. And I knew as soon as they put the trailer out and they pulled the stuff off of YouTube, I'm like, all right, this movie's going to be nuts. Mm-hmm. So going into this movie, I'm like, all right, this is going to be different. I did not expect the places that this movie was going to end up going though. Yeah. Like I did not yeah. expect like for, for one, I'll say the first hour and a half, I'm like fully in for it. Like that. Oh, yeah. It was like when you, when you talk about peak filmmaking and tapping into the anxiety mm-hmm. of a person who is just riddled with, you know, he, he's dealing with like multiple mental illnesses. I feel like, you know, anxiety, I, that city right. he was living in. Right, right, right. That shit was like GTA times 10. It was like, where right. are the police officers? There is actually a police officer at one point, mm, mm. but like 
they're just going ape shit crazy in that right, city. Right. It's like cr- crime is running rampant. Right, Some right. dude is in his drawers tap dancing or oh, dancing salsa. I think right. that's it. Literally, it was, dude, dead body in the street. Yeah, right. dead right. body just in the middle of the street. Right. This dude, yo. That the, the the kid had the AK forty seven. Right, like, right. I saw a lot of social commentary. Right. Once he left the therapist's office, I saw almost immediately. I saw a lot of social. Commentary. It's, it's social commentary, and it's also I think it's you know it's like the subjectivity of it, right? Like he's mm-hmm. he's he has so much anxiety. I know the world. The world probably doesn't yeah. even really look like that, right? But then like that's how he sees it. Like that's right. Kinda, you know, that's, as, you know. As I was watching, I'm like, are we seeing it through his point of view? Like, right, are we right. gonna get that reveal eventually? That is like, mm-hmm. yo, like everybody is regular. Mm-hmm. He's tripping. Right, right, right. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, that's kind of what I was thinking the whole time. I thought they were gonna like, you know, break into that, but then there are so many times where they just blend the the realism and the surrealism. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like the first hour and a half, I'm there for. There's a big scene that happens in the forest uh, mm-hmm. that really I think is that's a that's a make or break moment for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm like, yo, for for just for one in general, my my stance on dream sequences. I hate dream sequences in movies. I kind of okay. really hate them. If they're not like, it just feel like they're a waste of time. They're not essential unless it's like. A flashback, like mm-hmm. I'm cool with it, or it's like drug induced. I'm cool with it, but if it's mm-hmm. like just a dream sequence for the sake of it, and that's what that whole scene was like, mm-hmm. and it it was like a 20, 30 minute yes. one, bro. I'm like, damn, are y'all gonna wrap this up? Like, yeah. if y'all told me, okay, he took some ass, he ate some mushrooms, or something happened, like before that, I'm here for that. But nah, he just he just kind of wakes up, and then it's like another paranoid schizophrenic thing happens after that. Yeah. I'm like, yo, is this real too? Like, yeah. what is real? Yeah. So it's like at a certain point, it's like. I'm glad they play with the surrealism. I'm glad we know, you know, like, I'm glad there is that kind of, like, question. But they need, to, I don't know. The, my main problem is, like, they didn't they didn't make it clear when is that going to stop and when does it start. Yeah, you know what I that's, mean? Yeah, that, yeah, that definitely, like, you know, again, I was all in already. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely see, like you said, that, that shit, yeah, now that I think about it, that is a long, it's a long piece of the right, film. Right, And it's like, yeah, like, you know, that might get some people to check out. Yeah, that's when I tra- that's literally a problem. Like, all right, come on, like, what's going on? Mm. And you're going through this, and it's a it's an interesting thing, and that in itself, like, is probably that's another short film in and of itself. Yes, you know what yes. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so it's like I think a, a great short film at that. Right, exactly. But the fact that it was just thrown in here. Right, right. It's like, know. fam, nah, give me give me more. You know, so I don't know. I I really uh I I, I enjoyed I enjoyed it. I'll say I enjoyed the film overall. I definitely can't recommend like I can't yeah. recommend it to like an average film goer without the caveat of saying like mm-hmm. you just be in for something because at least with every, every you know people are comparing this movie to everything everywhere all at once okay. Okay. I know like even the one of the actors in the movie Nathan Lane he said it was like a Jewish version of everything everywhere mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if I agree with that because right. at least with everything everywhere like it plays with um, established concepts that we know like multiverse like people are mm-hmm. familiar with that stuff right. with this is not really. It's everywhere. It's, it does a lot of different things, but doesn't really add up to like a succinct message or story, like per se. It does have a a message, but it's like yeah. by the time you get there, you're like, bro, really? Like this is the mess. That's also the thing too. It's like, really? This is what? Yeah. Yo, man, this my this man. I need some therapy, bro. Yeah, yo, yo, Ari Aster, man. Yo, call in, bro. We we here to talk to you, bro. What's good with you? You alright? I just want to check in with you, my Jewish brother. You alright? Cause. <laughs> <laughs> a little something's going on, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I saw a picture of Ari Aster and um, Mariah Carey, mm-hmm. and I was wondering why A twenty four posted this picture and the, <laughs> the scene. The scene. I was, <laughs> I was like, yo, man, what the 
fuck? I literally was in the seat just like, what? Like, and you know, and, and I saw something in another scene that I was like, is that what I just saw? Right. Like when he was getting in the bathtub, I was like, did I just see what yeah. I think I just saw? Mm. Then to see it, it like in in frame and everything in that scene, I'm just like, oh my, like. Mm-hmm. This film, I, like, I get it. I, I'm starting to get that he deals with a lot of guilt and, mm-hmm. and anxiety, and mm-hmm. it manifests in a lot of different ways. Imaginary shams. Like, yeah. with that, when he's, like, fighting the spider in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 but it, it was, it, the fact, you know, I respect it in the sense that it's not spoon-feeding us. Mm-hmm. It's not like, mm-hmm. hey, guys, I hope you all know this right. is, a, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I, one, the one thing that I really, really appreciated it's not even the film itself. Is me walking out of the theater, and the conversations that were happening in yes. the lobby. Yes, it was like really people were really trying to make sense of this film. So mm. I've heard some. There was you know when the credits rolled, and even the way the credits rolled, it was just like okay, right? Uh, yeah, literally, yeah, it just happened so like unceremoniously. It was like okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey. There was a chick that was behind me. Was like, what the. Fuck? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> is that it? Yeah. And then like there was guys like walking out. It was like, hey, bro, bro, what did you think about it? And then it was just a lot of conversation happening at like almost two o'clock in the morning in the movie mm. theater. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's art. Yeah, it's art and it's and, and art. you know, you know what it reminds me of? Do you play GTA? Yes. You know, <laughs> you know, in like GTA when you get to go to the movie theater, right? And you can right. Watch a movie, yeah, and it's like the super weird, like that makes no sense. This like, is that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is that movie. That's a perfect like, like this is a movie. You sitting there, it's like, yo, what the fuck? Why am I still sitting here? Right. Like this is that movie, but it's not. It's not a bad. It's so hard because. Right. I almost like I want to run it back one more time, but I'm like, do I? Right, right. right. It's so time consuming. It's and, three hours, and it's just it's a it's three hours of a lot of what the fuck. It's three hours of questions. It's yeah, like not, it's three hours of questions and like no satisfying no, answers. Nonstop questioning every right. scene. I'm like, I'm questioning who's this person? Why is this person doing that? Why is this person doing that? It was just yeah. It it this is it's a it's out there, mm. but if you have an open mind. Mm. And you're open to just art, mm. experimental. Check, check it out. Right. Check it out. See what see see what you could pull from it. Listen to us. Mm. See what you could pull from it. And if you want to do that, cool. If you were just a straight up, I just go to the movies and have a good time. No, do not go see this film. I know my brother. My brother is one of those like he like complains about the littlest of things. So it's yeah. like I can't tell him like nah. like yo go check out this film. You know nah. what I'm saying? Because he's gonna leave that shit and be like. Call me like, why the fuck did you tell me to watch that movie? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, it was very, very interesting. I'm glad I got to see it. And guess what? I'm still on board. Ari, you are the man. You still a elite tier yeah. filmmaker. Yeah. I fucks with you. We the, fucks with you. The fact, the fact that you get to make this movie and is coming out. And by the way, this is the most expensive A24 movie ever made. Really? Um, how much? How much? How much it costs? I think it's like fifty million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I know there's, and then you know, this is why I'm gonna work for the film personally because there are people on Twitter. There's always those people on Twitter saying, oh, "Ah, it's a career killer." Worst movie ever, like there's, there's, a, there's a video again. of a dude like spazzing in a in a movie theater. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. What the yeah. fuck is this? Ah, like nah, you know what I'm saying? Nah, I don't I don't support that at all. Like yeah, I, I, I want people to see 
people to see it. And I think, you know... Career killer. What's right, nah. Like, yeah, really, you're some weird journalist. Up. Like, yeah. we don't got no career. So right. like, <laughs> you working gig to gig. You working... You gotta write something every week. Fuck out of here. <laughs> right, exactly. The yeah. fuck? This man, no, this no man. disrespect to the journalist. No, I mean, no disrespect. Yeah, again, no disrespect. I mean, yeah, because, you but know... But who the fuck are you? Right, exactly. Like, don't... Like, don't... Like, this is an art. This is an art film. If you don't like it, you know, you don't like it, but it's... That's what the point is. Is like it's about art. So again, I I think people, if you want to watch that kind of film, if you're into like weird cinema, there's an audience for that. You know, I know yeah. people who like want to go out and see like weird stuff. And honestly, I would say like, if you like horror, I guess it's like a horror comedy kind of thing. Yeah. So if you kind of like horror, you kind of like comedy, and you just want to see something that's like, I don't know. I I really don't know who to recommend this to, but. I, I enjoy it. To me, you know what the perfect, you know what to me, I I I walked out of this movie with the same feeling I had with that film, Sorry to Bother You, uh, mm. where it was like really great film, That's another really one. great opening. Yeah. But when it just gets to that that twist that it yeah. kind of has in it, I'm like, ah, I I just can't show this to nobody. Mm. <laughs> like it's a great, I had a great time, I had a great experience, but I can't show this to my moms. I can't yeah. show this to. You know, like my, you know, my girl or anything. So it's just like I don't know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sorry to bother. The, yeah, that that twist it was just like, what the hell? Like, right. it's a totally different film at that point. You right, know? And, right. and that's what kind of turned me off from it. But I gotta run that back, and mm. you know, because you know, we all mature as as viewers as exactly. an audience. You know what I'm saying? So maybe. I, I don't I don't think I slandered it, but I also yeah. definitely was just kind of like put off by it. But maybe I should run it back. That's a, that's kind of the same thing. There's literally I mean there's a, literally another part like not and um, sorry to bother you, but in this movie where like there's a part we I'm not gonna spoil it too mm-hmm. much, but he goes into like some basement thing and he sees this monster. I'm like okay, this yeah. is officially the sorry to bother you yeah. horse moment. Like, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. just like, I don't know what to do here. Like, yeah, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I was just like, whatever. I'm, I'm like, with two something hours in, whatever. Like, just point, just yeah. He was spitballing. Like, it just like, yeah. but it, it, it was cool. It was, mm. it was, it, Technically speaking, it was cool. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. It was dope. It was, it was well shot, well executed. Joaquin yeah. Phoenix was was good in it. Yeah. Um, Which yeah. he's always good. He's always good. Yeah. yeah, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be standard. Again, if you if you you know if you went to weird stuff, you went to it. But if you just a general horror movie fan, nah, it's, you might want to stay at home. But again, you know, I don't know. It could end up. I'm just wondering if it's gonna make money or not. Like, well, they said it made. I I think I just saw something yesterday. They said it made big because it's out limited, and they limited, said it made yeah. like pretty good pretty good money. Well, the theater I was in was like sold out. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, same. so, you know, I think the art house crowd is going to show up for Of course, it. of course. Um, man, yeah. I, Bo's afraid, man. Bo's you know afraid. I mean? Don't, don't check it out. If you over-minded again, go <laughs> check if it out. If you're not afraid to watch Bo's afraid. Uh, there you yeah, go. Go right, check it out. It. But, uh, yeah, so like I was saying earlier, you know, playoffs, it, it got us thinking about Basketball films, you know what I'm saying. You know, the movie you, Air came out the past couple weeks. It, ago, Air too. was one of the films I've seen since we did the last show. Air was mm-hmm. one of the films I've seen, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed I like it. it. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Michael Jordan guy, so you know it was, a, it was cool. Of course, I'm a sneaker guy too, so I know that it was inspired by true events. Mm-hmm. Not everything is 110 percent accurate, really. But um, it was cool because I did learn. There are some things in there that they threw in that was just like, oh, okay, like. I didn't know Dolores Jordan was so instrumental in her sons in the negotiations. Mm. I didn't know that. I do, I know she got him to see Nike and stuff like that, but I didn't know she like really made sure he made something with every shoe sale. Which that shit turned into Jordan Brand, which is like, mm. 
come on now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they, people don't even really associate Jordan with Nike anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And yeah, he that made him a billionaire. So it was cool to see that, you know, we got to, you know, I like, I seen some people complaining. Of course, this is people that's not in the know. That, you know, you just don't know any better. They're complaining that it was through a white lens, but it's like, these are literally the people that made it happen. Right, right, right. You know, Nike executives, yeah. yeah like, right. they, like, Sonny Vaccaro, Phil Knight, all these people, you know, David Falk, they were all instrumental in the Jordan brand becoming Jordan brand. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's no whitewashing here. There's none of that going on. It's, 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 it's a, and it's a story of black excellence because look at what happened. Did, yeah. I got, I ain't gonna front. I got a little emotional. You yeah. know, I got emotional too, especially that last monologue yes. at the end with Matt Damon was given. Yeah, that was I was great. like, yo, that was that was just that was good. That mm-hmm. was great mm-hmm. stuff. And um, the editing in that too, yes. just the way they incorporated yes. the Michael Jordan clips. And I, stuff. Yeah, I caught myself. I was like, am I am I, am I, am I trembling? Am I lip right. trembling right now? Right, uh-huh. right, right. You know. Right, and then I, again, right. I love Michael Jordan. I love everything about basketball culture. Michael Jordan, all of that, and he's so monumental to the culture. As much as people, people don't want to admit it, people want to debate, nitpick. Look, there's a lot of shit that we wouldn't be doing now if it wasn't for Michael Jordan. That's a fact. You know and they, and they, they show in the movie how it really, literally changed sneaker contracts. Yes. Like you, you alluded to with the uh, with the the actual royalty points and, yep. and the back end. Like that's something that you know we never we would never would have seen up until that point without. Again, I didn't know. Again, that's something I didn't know either. The mm-hmm. Dolores. Negotiating part of it, uh, so yeah, it was it was good. I was I had my review up on the on the first cut mm-hmm. channel. Um, I really enjoyed it too. The, my only like my only thing is like my personal gripe is that the '80s. You know what I mean? Like I'm not the biggest '80s like really guy. You know what I mean? This so guy, when they go hard, guy. when they go hard, he's almost on, like, a 2000 baby. Don't yeah, I am a two, exactly. That's literally the part. So it's like when they go hard on like ah, uh, we playing every '80s song, and then we got to oh, show yeah, yeah. every single person playing the little. Yeah, not not everybody's at Nike playing Tetris and everything. Right, right. right. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. all right, no, come on. It's gonna, and they're, they're in the store. They're literally showing close-ups of every single product from the '80s. Yeah, I'm like, you know what I mean? doing a lot. Y'all doing a lot. Listen, man. Listen, you're the error you have to sell it you know what I'm you're saying? right you're right you're right so i'm just being i'm a little bit hater on that level but yeah i actually think ben affleck man he's he's such a good director you yeah. know what i mean he's yeah. actually i'll say he's like i personally say he's five for five a lot of people don't mm. like that that live by night joint uh, i personally like that but that's the period piece that's the period piece yeah okay. yeah yeah he's he's he, and now when he's playing like this like wannabe woke you know what i mean like yeah, he's yeah. like gangster from the 1940s but he's secretly like black people mm. and like all this stuff i i like i i liked it i don't know. I, I never i never saw that one. it's it's all right it's all right but i i would personally rank i'll probably rank this one like a third best film you okay. know what i mean i'll put the town as my number one. Oh, the town was uh, good yeah yeah gone baby gone number two i'll probably put up one. there uh, Gone Baby Gone is really good, but this one, def- this one's up there. You know, I, I like it better than Argo. You know what I mean? Mm, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won the is, Oscar for Argo. Yeah, that won the Best Picture. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, you know, this is a good film. Good film, right here. Yeah, but you know, as far as you know, as far as basketball films, that's that. Would you say as basketball adjacent? It's not a whole lot of basketball yeah. going on in it per se, mm-hmm. aside from Michael Jordan, you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a lot of films, man. There's a lot of films to choose from. Really, the basketball films. From the earliest example I could think of one was uh, the fish that saved Pittsburgh. Are you familiar with that one? Yes, yes, with Julius Randle, Doctor J, I mean Julius Irvin. Julius Irvin, oh, Julius Randle. Yeah, he want to be down with the Knicks. Nah, nah, nah. nah. I just I was watching. I was watching. I was watching this game. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was watching to see y'all lose. But <laughs> yeah. That came up. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Nah, the doc, the doc, 
Doc, uh, yeah, Doctor J. You yeah, know that that is that that is one of my favorites. Like that's really, that's it's a very that. trippy film. Like, it I, remember, is. I remember seeing it when I was home from school one day, and it was like on Black Stars. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Right, right, you know? right, right. Fisher right. Save Pittsburgh, and then you know, slowly, then you had shows like The White Shadow. I think that was the seventies or early eighties. The White Shadow. It was a show that was you know I don't I can't remember what network it was on, but I know NBA TV was showing reruns of it like in the two thousands. But it was an older show. And then, you know, you start, the movie started to come in the 80s. You know, you got the Hoosiers. Hoosiers, Blue Chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know. It, I'm, it's, like, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest fans of those. Yeah, Hoosiers is... I, I'm sorry. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Can I keep it real? Y'all family, I'm going to keep it real with y'all. See, that white bread stuff, mm. it's just... I just don't it doesn't resonate with me. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, like right. stuff where there's hardly any brothers in it. You know what right, I mean? Like right, it just right. don't really resonate with me. And um, you know, blue chips, blue chips just was never. You know, this was in the '90s, blue chips. Yeah, but that's just, to me, I associate them with like the same. Kind yeah, of film, yeah, everything is through the lens of Nick Nolte. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? You know, what well, a lot of people like blue chips because you know they're Shaq, Shaq yeah. Penny Hardaway. Yeah, but really, I mean, they're in it. But you know, Shaq gets second billing on the poster and shit. Right, right. But it doesn't really. I don't know. It's nothing really memorable about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's all right. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though it should be noted, the film is very important in a way that it changes what happens in the NBA because uh, Chris Webber was playing for the University of Michigan, and uh, you know, notoriously, I think that was like what '93 that that Final Four or that championship game. He calls a timeout, and, and Michigan had no timeouts left. They lose. Mm. He was supposed to be shooting blue chips with Shaq, mm. and they were they were tight. They were talking, and I believe the NCAA, the outcome of the NCAA uh, championship, led to him being removed from the picture. Oh, In comes Penny Hardaway, and mm. from there they build a Shaq, relationship. Penny. So now coming into the draft, Chris Webb is the number one pick. Shaq kind of talks to him like, "Yo, I just met this dude doing this." That's Penny Hardaway. Mm-hmm. Penny Hardaway, mm-hmm. Orlando Magic, become a thing. Shaq and Penny becomes a thing. That's a cool little moment. I didn't in know NBA. that. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's uh. a cool little moment in the NBA when they become a thing before, mm-hmm. you know, right. this is kind of post-Jordan mm-hmm. when he retires that first time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you know how that played out. You know, they went to the finals, didn't win. Penny gets hurt. Shaq comes like to L.A. You know, but but still, you know, that, the, the, the Orlando Magic, that was a cool thing. They had the pinstripe. It was cool. It was cool for a little yeah. bit. That was like the new franchise. Like they, yeah. Like the thing that, that was, was their first starting. real, real yeah. stint of success. Right, right, So, right. you know, that comes from Blue Chips. So there's a little, little Blue Chips fun fact. See, I didn't know that. See, yeah. now, maybe I go back and watch Blue Chips from another another. Yeah, another, but it's still the same movie. Yeah, right, right, right. Blue Chips is okay. Right. Right, right, right. But um, you the have, Hoosiers is you know the earlier one. Yeah, earlier. but now you got in what ninety two, you got mm. white men can't jump. Right, right, Woody right. Harrelson, Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes. Right, right. Which is which is dope because it's it's funny, you know, witty, all of that. The basketball part of it is kind of. It's cool, but then when I when you learn that like they had to teach Wesley Snipes how to play basketball right before they shot, right. it's like oh that makes sense. Right, 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 you know? right. But I mean to be fair though, I do respect that they're not like cutting away from yeah. the shots. Like you actually do see them 
making. But, but then, then Wesley does these little seven twenty spins. That well, yeah. Like, come on, bro. Like, like, because you know Wesley. Yeah, like it's just, come on, man. Like it gets right. a little wacky. But I, I love the story most more than anything. Right. Them hustling. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, Wesley. And them it, kind of stabbing each other in the back. Like, yeah. Multiple times throughout yeah. It. yeah. But you know, you know what gets me every time, man. Mm-hmm. Because in the film, Rosie Perez plays the girlfriend of uh, Woody Harrelson. He wants to be on Jeopardy. Yeah, she yeah. wants to be on Jeopardy bad as hell. Which funny, oddly enough, like I kind of I remember watching that film where I used to have the bootleg tape, and that's what put me on the Jeopardy. And I became as a kid, I was like, I need to know everything because of that. <laughs> so there you go, <laughs> teaching the kids. You yeah, know what I mean, th- right. that's my slight little origin story. I, I became a little data info geek because of this film. But um, Rosie Perez. Yeah, she's always trying to get him on the straight and narrow path, and he's constantly hustling. He's constantly losing money, gambling, 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 and he loses her for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, goes she she ends up getting on Jeopardy through Wesley. Like I think Wesley had a man that worked on the lots mm-hmm. that figured out something to get her in Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Gets her, he sings a little song, and he wins her over. She wins Jeopardy. They win some bread. Mm-hmm. She's happy as hell, and Wesley's like, look. I got this one thing, you know, this, this game. We gotta... <laughs> he's like, yo, I just got good with glory. Right. Like, you know? he's like, yo, and this is some real shit, like man to man. It's like, yo, I know what he's going through. Like, and like, he just can't stop chasing that high. It's like, yo, your girl just won. Like, yo, you got the girl back. And then when she gives him the ultimatum, yo, is he the me or this? Right, right. He's like, yo, I got to do She's like, yo, that's it. I'm right. done. That, 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 yo, when, when a, let me tell y'all something. When a woman is done with you, <laughs> she's done. When a woman makes up her mind, it's like, yo, fuck this motherfucker. I'm out. Right. So you feel that in that scene. It's just like, oh, man. Like, it, it's so, it's such a human basketball aside. A lot of what's happening in that film is so human. Mm-hmm. Wesley and his wife, played by Tyra Farrell, right, they're, they're trying right. to move out the hood, and he's trying to get his bread up. And, and you know, he's like, and you kind of, in the beginning, you kind of don't like him because he is playing, you yeah. know, your boy, he's playing Woody Harrison. But but you do understand that when she's yeah. giving her monologue, like, yo, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get out this place too. I'm trying to get out. He was just about this right. view. It, it, right, right. It ain't but, no fist, It ain't no view or something like that. Yeah, that's. And that, I got a shout out. You know, L.A. basketball movie. Like yeah. this is real L.A. specific. Yeah. The jungles is real place. Vista View is a real place. Like everything that they're talking about, the, the uh, Venice Beach playing on Venice mm-hmm. Beach. Um, I don't know exactly where those courts are at that they that they're playing at. Uh, mm-hmm. That might not be like particularly. It's a parking lot now. It's a park. Oh, for yeah, real? okay. So I, again, I, I want to say I, I watched because I watched like film and location videos. Mm-hmm. I want to say that they did set that they kind of built that for the film. Yeah, that because I don't think that's the LA thing. Yeah, yeah, but that that but otherwise, yeah, they 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 made it a very nice LA movie. Even just from the opening scene, man, just them dudes like strumming mm-hmm. and the mariachi. You know what I mean? Like that's a very or not mariachi, but the uh, the them brothers like and mm-hmm. on Venice Beach is just singing. That's very LA, man. So yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's funny they. They it is a lot more complex for a bas the basketball film would normally be, but mm-hmm. does keep it centrally basketball. It's legitimately Woody. Like yeah. it's from from joke to joke, line to line, like the way they go back and forth, like cutting each other up. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually hysterical. Um, it's it's something that Kadeem Hardison is in it, who plays Dwayne, who's Dwayne Wayne on a, a different world. Right, right, you know? right. right. Which he tells an interesting story about. How the, the the set of this film is how he went into negotiations for a different world because he was like, yo, Woody Harrelson was on Cheers and he, they got to talking in the set. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, how much you make on an episode? He told him. Mm-hmm. 
It was way low. You know, of course, brothers is always getting shafted. Right, and, uh, right. Yeah, he staged a little mini protest with the with the with mm. NBC to get his money for a different world. Ah, you I know, know that. Ah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, word, yeah. Word, so, word. The, you know, like, it, 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 that film has a lot. Um, There's a basketball player. Sorry, man. Hold up. Yeah, oh, it's all good. All good. Like this can get edited out. Good. Uh, let me know when we good to reset. Yeah, then there's a basketball player. I believe Marquise Johnson. He used to play for the Bucks. He's the brother that was like, yeah, when I come back, I'm gonna get my gun and shoot everybody. Yeah, that <laughs> that to me, yo, that to me is probably one of the funniest scenes. Yeah, yeah. And that's some real, that's some real hood stuff. Too. Yeah, yeah. That's some real LA like yep. if that it will escalate to that point, especially back in the '90s. Yep. And I would say like this is to me like this is probably like. I don't want to say it's like necessarily the Friday of basketball movies, mm. but I would say it's definitely the most out there funny yeah. like basketball film. Yeah. While also having a really good like heart and message. Yes. And I think if if I'm not mistaken, I think it's actually Stanley Kub- one of Stanley Kubrick's like favorite movies. Get like, the fuck out of here. He died. Yeah, yeah. I think really? his wife like had been quoted in saying that. Like that's then, hilarious. Right. You wouldn't think guys like Stanley Kubrick is like really kicking back watching white men can jump. Right. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, but white men can jump became a pop cultural staple, man. You mm-hmm. know, Sidney Dean and then what was uh what was Woody Harrison's name in it? Billy Hoyle. Yeah, Billy Hoyle. You know, the, the, I, I, I got the Nikes. He's wearing the, the uh, ultra nah, high Nike. Not, see, they, they, yeah. they said I don't got them on right now, uh, but I do have them. I, I own it because of that film. You know mm, what I'm saying? Uh, mm. They had a video game that came out for the film that was trash. But no, I didn't know that. Yeah, Atari Jaguar. <laughs> nobody remembers that fucking console. But you know, the film, the film was you know was popular. It's real popular, and uh, it was written. It was written. I believe written and directed by Ron Shelton, who. Goes on. He he writes sports films. He did Bull Durham, mm. Tin Cup, and okay. the next film he he uh, he had a hand in. No, he had a hand in Blue Chips. Oh, okay. He was a writer on Blue Chips. William Freakin, who directed uh, The Exorcist, directed Blue Chips. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know it's 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 you know it was a, a, a moment. And then you know the next year, mm. you know we leave L. A. Right. We come to the hood for uh, above the rim. the rim. Oh my God! All right. Tupac though, LA legend. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's from New York, so hold on. Asterisk. Don't Tupac was a Gemini. He could fool you if he wants to. He's a New York dude. Um, you know, that film, you know, it it has a, a cult following. I, I don't know about because you know, films could be regional. Right, right. So how's above the rim for y'all? Do y'all hold that in high regard? Because I know back in New York, they definitely do. They definitely do. It's funny. Like I don't I don't personally recognize it in like the super high regard. Like mm-hmm. I, I I like the film, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just one of them movies that like maybe again, I'm I'm spoiled by like the white man can't jump of it all, but like mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, why does this movie have to end in a shootout? Like that's the one thing I'm like yeah. they, they added they just added they just found ways to like add this extra gangster layer to it. I'm like, this didn't need to like escalate to that point. It could have just been hooping and I would have been happy. There's a lot that happens in this film that I'm not like my friends kind of kill me because I'm kind of like yo this movie is kind of overrated mm-hmm. and it's not to like shit on it completely it's just like it's cool like if it's on I'll watch it mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but it's like from the first scene they they playing ball on the roof like, right and they jump he jumps <laughs> off and then land and then dies like how does that make any sense like, at all like what it's so terrible right, like, right. They, they, they decided on the roof they wanted to fucking see how high they could jump your man. Cracks the backboard and goes, ah! Yeah, that's <laughs> come on now. Flying off the roof. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's just dumb. And and uh, I, I just written by Barry Michael Cooper, mm. which is a who's a great writer. I don't want to 
you know, I, I don't think it's completely his fault. As as a writer, mm. you know that you have things drafts. Change. Right, things change. You have things change, you have drafts. But mm. I think that there was a comment he made somewhere where he kinda was like you know, the the story for uh Above the Rim was was based on a story told by Ben Medina, Benny Medina, who was a, a record executive who also created the story for Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh right, right. Yeah. Right, so right, I right. think he told a story, I don't know if this is from his life or he just made this up and Barry Michael kind of just like took it and kind of did a little script around it. Mm. But I don't think he was able to do more drafts. Mm. I think they just kind of took what he had and just next mm. thing he knew they were shooting with it. Really? Yeah. Really, so really, it and really. and it plays out like that because mm. I can't even tell y'all, let's say y'all hearing about Above the Room for the first time. I cannot tell y'all what the film is about. There's a lot of things right. going on. Right, like, right, There's right. no central... The, the, the Dwayne Martin is yeah, the, main the main character. You got Leon. You know, there's a bunch of people in there. Tupac, mm-hmm. you know, Tanya Pinkston. Who Boogaloo. Plays, oh, Marlon Wayans plays Boogaloo, right? Right, right. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things going on, but it's a lot of people in it, but there's too much going on to really hone in on one story, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. per se, Bernie Mac. Uh, right. It's just a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, it's the homeless dude. And that's the one thing, I didn't, I didn't like that part of that storyline at all. Like, it was just What like, storyline? Right, right, I, right. I don't know. Like, he comes in, and then you find out that he has a connection with Leon's character, Shep, mm-hmm. and he's like, you can't erase us, man. Right. Erase what? Right, what, right. What, what relationship? What is it? About? I just feel like either... This was a very early draft, or there was a lot left on the cutting room floor because mm-hmm. even you know, Birdie, Tupac's character, some of his motives just kind of comes about out nowhere. of nowhere. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Even like you said, the shootout at the end, like all right, you lost the game, and you just go and shoot him. Like for right. what? Like, <laughs> was these... there money? I, I think there was money on the line. I think, but yeah, it wasn't like I don't know though. It just didn't feel right. Like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, just it so unnatural. Like it, point, but yeah. it was a typical mid '90s or yes. hood. Yes movie fair yes. where you know there was a you know unfortunately and this is not John's fault but you know Boys in the Hood birthed a lot of mediocre hood films right right, right so right, you right. know you had things where just guns just show up and people mm-hmm. get to shooting and alter a fly soundtrack you know what I'm saying even right. that soundtrack I don't under, this is you know this is, maybe this is nitpicking I don't know I didn't really understand the death row Soundtrack <laughs> on the uh, in on the, the in the Coast. East Coast flick. Uh, granted, <laughs> West Coast had just the West Coast hip hop had just really hit hard. You know, Snoop Dogg mm-hmm. came out nine three. Snoop Dogg, you know, right. Dr. Dre nine two. I get it, but you know, it was just kind of like why Death Row. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And that's just funny because I definitely definitely heard some of the uh, above the rim songs before I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, but it's also weird too because that that pop song that plays in the beginning yeah. is not even. You can't even find it on um, Pac's discography. Ja Rule got like rights to it or something like that. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, what? like it's on one of Ja Rule's albums. Like, you literally listen to like ja, one of Ja Rule's albums. It's like one of the last songs on there. What? And then he comes on and starts rapping after Pac does. Oh like, god, you know, well, oh, <laughs> hell no. I'm telling you, that's just... <laughs> hell no. Yeah, because I think I think uh, I believe the film starts with pain. Yes, yes, pain. Yes, yeah. But you, you can't find that. And you can't, I, well, you know. now it's streaming now. It's streaming now. Now okay, they okay. they put it on the soundtrack to stream. Okay. But I think originally it was like on a promo tape or something That's, like that. Yeah. My hip hop heads, y'all confirmed that for me. But I believe that was the situation. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because I remember when I tried to look for the song years ago, I couldn't find it. But mm-hmm. now it's that is it's streaming it's now. Streaming though. now. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 I gotta yeah. take another look at that. Yeah, yeah. But I think but, I think ja Rule 
then maybe he didn't like take the rights to it. Maybe he just like sampled that song. Okay. And then, and then you, but it, if it's a sample, he literally just used like the first half of the song. Oh, God. Came yeah. on right after it. Yeah. We're not off that. Yeah. Maybe, you know, and also maybe it was the whole Death Row East thing that was happening right before Pac mm. died. Um, Suge was trying to give Pac Death Row East mm. to establish. So maybe that was them kind of dipping their toe in the water. Right. Who knows? But it's, it's you know, the soundtrack is cool, even though it doesn't really mesh with the film per se. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of things going on with this film. It's it's all right. It's, right. it's all right. But I know a lot of people hold it in high regard. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But, you know, after that, um, you get stuff like Sunset Park. You get, you know, you get these little films. But really, the whole basketball film genre thing gets kitty for a little bit. Right. You know, real it's, light real lighthearted. Yeah, and I think it was largely attributed to Space Jam. You know what I mean? That came out in 96. Let me tell y'all something. Rob, you, uh, brother, you wasn't there. Let me, <laughs> let, me, let me paint the picture for you. Space Jam was like the big... If you were a kid, that was one of the biggest... That was like an event. You know what I'm saying? I still remember that morning. My mom getting ready. She used to wake up, and my brother and I would be in the same bed sometimes. And she had on Good Morning America. I remember telling, hurry up. This was whatever day Space Jam came out. Hurry up. You got to go to school. My brother's taking a sweet time. He, uh, he's fussing. He doesn't want to get up. I'm I'm up. But she's just like, all right. She's like, all right. You don't want to get up? Y'all ain't going to go see Space Jam today. <laughs> At that point, I'm like, yo, get up. We got to go to the movies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yo, I remember. I, yo, like, I could feel. It was like one of the things. I, I, I could kind of close my eyes and go back in time. It was Lincoln Square on the Upper West Side. We get there. Uh, they had a little pop-up booth that was like Space Jam merchandise. So, like, you, they had the toys, everything right there. I get in the theater, man. That opening credit sequence with Space Jam, it's like a dread. You could pump that in my veins right now. Like, I remember <laughs> sitting in that chair. I could not sit still. Because, you know, the, the, the Space Jam song, Quad City DJs, the cuts, the, the <sighs> Michael Jordan. Oh, like, it's like, let's go. Like, I was so hype for that film and then the film is a classic yeah. i see people talk about space jam as if it was a bad film that i mean yes yeah, it's, it's definitely it definitely um you know i don't i don't think it's a bad film no I mean, it holds a lot if, if you didn't grow up like with it like i grew up watching it too yeah. so it's like i definitely you know it's, it's right up my alley you know what i mean yeah. but i think if you you know what do you expect from like a movie with Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan? Right, right. Like, it's not it's, gonna be Godfather. You know what right. I mean? Right, it's a film. And then you know, and then of course, years later, Space Jam Two comes. Well, out. yeah. <laughs> Space, listen, Space Jam Two, I, I, it's for the kids, man. Just like right. it's for the kids. Just like the first Space Jam was. It's just for the kids. However, and this is at this is. I'm gonna tell you right now, this is not no goat conversation. This is none of that <laughs> shit. Oh. This is that's not that podcast. Oh. But LeBron. LeBron James, which is is so weird because he was so good in Trainwreck, right? Like like naturally good in Trainwreck. Right. He's playing himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's playing himself in this one, and it's like he's like reading cue cards. It's like the way he's delivering his lines is so like. You know what in the Matrix hell? Like, you know, you are my son. You got amazing potential on the court, and I can help you get there. Like, it's just like, like, why is he delivering his lines like this? You know, it, it's just, oh, it's just so. I don't know, man. It, I mean, I, listen, man. I don't. I, I think LeBron. He might have been. There might have been too much like pressure. It might have been a lot of things going on. Does that fall on the director? But I mean, it could. Yeah, it probably could. It probably could be like, yo, let's get one more natural take. But then again, like. 
again, you know, LeBron, he's 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 not an actor. You know what I mean? Yeah, he probably yeah, only had him on yeah. set for like four hours a day. He probably wanted yeah. to work out the other four. With with the first Space Jam, it was different, right? Like they literally catered Warner Brothers Studios to MJ. They yeah. built the whole yeah. studio lot, like for him to play basketball. Mm-hmm. So I think he was like more fully dedicated. Yeah. I think just Jordan in general, like if he's gonna be like, I'm gonna be in a movie, I'm gonna be in the movie. Yeah, you know? but but and where, also where LeBron maybe yeah. But Mike, Mike has charisma. He, you know, Mike was doing this is the era of commercials. Mike was in every, a lot of yeah. So yeah. his, you know, and I'm not saying Michael Jordan is the better actor to say like, you know, let's put him on a list with fucking Denzel. But <laughs> I'm like, he, he, the lines were natural. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was just like a charisma. It was charismatic. Right. Whereas LeBron felt like he was reading something the whole well, film. Yeah, he just had. Yeah, LeBron was carrying a lot. You know, he was carrying a lot of the film. I think yeah. when it when LeBron pops up in small parts like. With, um, like you said, with Trainwreck, like I think with, um, you know, I know you didn't love House Party, but I think him, his parts in House Party, you know what I mean? spit out this water, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop mentioning that film. We are not mentioning House Party. Hey, man, they hoop up in that, you know what I mean? They hoop up at the end. But I, the, he, just that bit part that he's in and just that little role, I think he's funny in that. He's yeah. also in this other uh, basketball show that uh, was actually the first production at his Spring Hill company did it's called survivors remorse it was on stars for oh four that's right yeah yeah that's with jesse right. t williams and uh tashina arnold that, and, and mike, mike Epps. Epps. yeah, yeah it's one of my right. low-key y'all have to check out that show on Peacock. i never watched it it's a good show it's actually a good show. no basketball you don't go in thinking they're playing basketball but it's about a basketball player okay who and his family they're trying to like adjust to being rich okay. it's a really good show they they canceled it too soon though it, it, they canceled it mm. like on a cliffhanger so mm. it's like it kind of sucks on that but it's on Peacock if you want to check out Survivors of Morris. That's a good show. And LeBron plays, he. I'm saying that, he, that was the first thing he produced, and he plays like a small part in like one episode, okay. like just literally playing himself. And he was like, I'm like, oh, he's getting that too. Okay. But again, if it's like a small part, when he's like carrying a movie, <laughs> I don't know yeah. if he got the full, you know what I mean? But, yeah, um, you know, that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't, mm-mm. Yeah, but you know, I also, I just didn't like the, me, my problem with Space Jam 2 was just how they cut to the, um, CGI animation. I think what I liked about the the old the old Space Jam, the OG, was the mix of the classic animation, the Looney Tunes, uh-huh. with the with the uh, with Michael Jordan. It's like very Roger Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So it kind of had a nicer, cleaner aesthetic to me personally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, man, the first Space Jam movie, I, I've, I've, had, I've always had memories like watching it. We used Very to watch nostalgic. it in high school, like yeah, my, literally in class. Like my daughter wa- was watching it for some time. Like it still works, you know. what I'm saying, oh, and, and can't forget the Space Jam Air Jordan Eleven. That that mm. when again, I'm a sneakerhead, y'all. So when it comes to sneaker moments in film, that's like top tier for me. That that one shot when he's walking on the court. Mm. And they showed a, the shoe real quick. Mm. I remember in the theater, everybody was kind of like, ooh. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because right. this is before Instagram, before people knew what was coming out. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then my stepdad, shout, shout out to George. George, we got to call you. We got to have you calling the show one of these mm-hmm. days because I have an idea with him that we'll talk about off okay. off the off the mic. Mm. But he had the Concord Air Jordan 11. And I guess when he saw promo shots from the film, he had the bright idea of dyeing the upper because it's like a white canvas upper. Mm. He dyed the upper black. So it's the black canvas upper, the black patent leather, 
uh, white midsole, clear outsole, just like the the Jordans in the film. But mm. just the only detail I was missing was the Jumpman. He painted it white when mm. it was really like purple or blue, mm. and he wore it to go see this film on opening oh. day. So people was like, "Yo, yo, my man got on the chains from the movie." <laughs> and he's like, his lion ass. Yeah, I got it from Nike. You know, lying like a motherfucker. But yeah, yo, son, like yo, man, that was a moment, bro. That yeah. was a moment, man, and. And then another basketball film I was thinking about the other day, and I actually watched it. You ever heard of Eddie Whoopi Goldberg? Um, yes, I have heard of it. I've never seen it. Though. That's I've never a, seen it. Though. You need to. Ch- I mean, good luck finding it. This, this right. is one of those films that kind of like it came out, it did okay, and then it kind of just disappeared. Mm. Probably dropped it on DVD, never a Blu-ray or something mm. like that. Mm. Is you know, it's basically you know Whoopi Goldberg is a diehard fan of the Knicks. And she gets a chance to coach the Knicks, and it, it yeah, what? it's it's yeah, it's 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 very entertaining. It's funny. There's a lot of basketball players from it, from it in the '90s. Uh, Olden Polonese, uh, Dennis Rodman, Avery Johnson, Larry Johnson. You know what I'm mm. saying? Rick Fox is on the Knicks in the film. Mark Jackson's on the Knicks in the film. What? Greg Ostertag is in it. I think he's on the Knicks in the film. John Sally. It's a lot of '90s basketball players. It's just so nostalgic for me to go back and check it out. I'm like, damn, I remember when all these guys was in their prime and now they like old mm. you know right, what I'm saying? Right, like, right, it's crazy right, to right. see that's almost 30 years ago yeah you know i gotta so i gotta so that's the one i gotta add to the list eddie uh when did air bud come out air bud it was like early 2000s you look like, a air, you look like an air i did bud watch kid, air bud man. but I'm, I'm not i'm not the biggest dog guy so okay. I'm like, okay. i don't watch the whole franchise you know okay, I mean? okay. Oh, i watched oh, the, this is a franchise no it's literally about seven of them yeah. Oh, yeah 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 i didn't even watch the first one right 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 i saw the first one it's cool I never bought into it as a kid because I'm like, there's no way they're going to let a dog like play basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, just off of me like thinking as a real basketball fan. You know yeah. what I mean? I'll, t- I'll tell you, my, my basketball kid movie origin story, which is hilarious, is actually Like Mike. Um, and the way I saw Like Mike was because the same weekend that Like Mike came out, the Powerpuff Girls movie had came out in the theater. I forget Powerpuff so, Girls had a movie. Yeah, they had a movie. So then I was, you know, I was a kid. I was like like four or five, five, six. And I was like six or seven. And then um, I was watching Powerpuff Girls on TV. So I was like, dad, you know what I mean? Powerpuff Girls is on. Like, let's go see. For some reason, I don't know why. I guess the Like Mike trailers didn't really like hit my airwaves mm. or didn't really hit Disney or something like that. But I don't know. I guess for some reason, I just missed it. Um, so then I was like, yo, dad, let's see, let's see, uh, Powerpuff Girls, whatever. And he's like, all right, cool, cool. We'll see it. We'll see it. And then we go and he picks me up from school early one day. We literally go to Roscoe's and like, oh man, we about to go out and go see Powerpuff Girls. Oh, it was and like a whole movie. It was like a movie. It was like day, a whole like... movie day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we go into the theater and then like Mike is playing <laughs> oh, <laughs> the okay. whole time. Like, man, it's a long trailer, ain't it? Like, and then, and then like, Pops Finesse, he was like, right, 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 right. Which, to be fair, you know, he made the right move. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually, I, I definitely ended up loving uh, Like Mike, bro. Bow Wow, um, The Little Kid. The soundtrack to that. That was another soundtrack that was like low-key underrated, yeah. too. Um, I, oh, my dog. I, when that shit came out on video, my brother, my brother Michael, he was, I think it came out the year he was born. So, mm. by the time it was on video, he was like like one or two. Bruh, they had the, the basketball video in the beginning yeah. of the VHS. He watched that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Every time I walk around the crib, we're playing, man. Yeah. Like, skit. 
Five. Oh, that's, oh that's that song. God, right there, I, like I, I hate the song now. Yeah, yeah. Like that boy wore that videotape out. But yo, much respect to Bow Wow, man. It's so right. easy to dunk on Bow Wow now, but he had the street. Well, the kids mm. in the streets. Mm. He, well, the kids that was well behaved yeah. in the streets. He had their attention for a good amount of time. Like yo, Bow Wow was that dude. You know who's in it? And I noticed recently. Mm. Um, I think his name is Jesse. Oh God, he's a funny looking dude. Let me get, let me look it up. Mm. He's a he was in that film, the film with uh Jason Sudeikis and them when it was playing the game, the game night I think it's called. Oh right, right, right. And he right, was like right. that cop, that that weird. Oh not, Jesse Plymouth, Plymouth. There you go. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And I sorry, Jason Sudeikis is not in that film. It's Jason right. Bateman. Jason My Bateman. Bad. I know, I know what you're talking about. Yes, yeah, yeah, he yeah, plays yeah. the he plays the bully. Right, right, he's right. Like, Oh, he's the young, oh he's the kid in that yeah, movie. That's right. He's I the bully. Yeah, from Breaking Bad and from yep. Fargo. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Yep, that dude. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I watched it when what? I watched it like not too long ago, like like during the lockdown, I, I ran it back and I was like, oh shit, that's old boy from a uh, game night. Right, right, right. He always right. plays a weirdo looking. He got a weird face, so he looks like a weirdo and everything to me. I always mm. think of him as a weirdo, but right. you know, he probably not. Shout out to you. Yeah, but he's, uh, he's married to uh, um um Kristen um. Who's that girl from Spider Man? Um, the first, the OG, the with Tobey Maguire. Oh, um, uh, Dun- um, Dunst, Kirstie Dunst. Yeah, Kristen Dunst. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, married to Kristen Dunst. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, shout yeah, out to yeah, them. Yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah, they doing another that. dope child actor. She was great in the Interview with the Vampire. Mm. One of my favorite films. Right. But um, yeah, yo, like Mike, I saw that in theaters. I remember I saw that and Men in Black Two. The same day, mm. clearly, like Mike was a better three, film. right? Yeah, That's like Men in Black three, Two yeah. was fucking tr- bad. <laughs> All the Men in Black sequels were not good, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, like Mike, yeah, that was that was one of the ones, man. Yeah, and yeah. I and I know again, you're of a certain age, you're, you're mm. younger than me. I was not tapped in for the Disney films. Right, right, right. But right, apparently, right. you're a yeah. huge fan of the yeah. Disney films, right? And I grew up, you know, I did grow up on Disney Channel. You know what I mean? So like, I definitely, I'll say like. You know, this part of the part where you know listeners might tune out. Man, listen, basketball is also a big part of them High School Musical joints too. Oh my mean? god! So I, I gotta, I gotta shout out. You know what I mean? It, it's bad basketball. I'll give you that. It was bad basketball in that movie, but it definitely was uh, an iconic part of the High School Musical franchise. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm that dude. Listen, I was the dude. I'm from the hood. I'm from Compton. You know what I mean? But I watched High School Musical. You know what I mean? Yeah, I had the, I had the soundtrack for three. And then, and even and 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 this is why this is why this franchise makes no sense. Troy Bolton, literally the whole plot of the third one is he's trying to pick between getting a, multiple athletic scholarships. He's uh-huh. that good of a ball player to like go to college, like between doing that or to like act or like sing or something. So I was like, bro, what is like oh real God. question? So it's stupid. It's stupid. It's goofy. You know what I mean? But for me, you know, I grew up on them joints. High School Musical, uh, they and that really did spur. There's a lot of Disney films that come after that that like they are constantly putting on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. You know, they have that Rise movie uh, that With based Giannis, on, yeah, based on Giannis, yeah. yeah, based on Giannis and his brothers all mm-hmm. of their lives. Um, they have that new one that just came out, Chunk and Dunk or whatever. Okay, um, that's like the Asian based, you know, little film that they have. Um, there's also. I mean, they have. I mean, I could go on and on. Full Court Miracle, mm-hmm. which was it's funny. My boy Miles always jokes like that's the film that turned Kanye anti-Semitic. 
because it is like a little bit like <laughs> there's a little bit of a, 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 a Jewish you know like a conflict oh. there. Something we laughed about on set with yeah. the white girl. Yeah, like, what's it when she's like you know yeah, hopping right, around? Right, right, right. <laughs> like I seen that meme, yo. I I never see the film, but yo, when I seen that like on Twitter or TikTok or something like that, <laughs> right. I'd be crying. Like, what the hell were they thinking with that scene? Like, right. that, that was supposed to that that crossover was supposed to sell me. And and is she not? Double dribbling? Why is she hopping yeah, around mad, like that? Right. Uh, mad double dribbling. Yeah. I, uh, I think the reason why, if you look at the stats, basketball is the fastest growing sport in like recent times. Okay. And the, there's more young play, there's more young people playing basketball in the world now than any other sport like ever. Mm. So I think like the influence of movies like Space Jam, like those Disney movies, like all these things that get young people excited about basketball. I think that kind of is matricul. I think we're kind of seeing it. I think the mm. NBA is bigger than it's ever been. The women's leagues are bigger than they've yeah, ever been. The women's um, game is getting huge. They right, got a lot right. of press. The international game, and 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 um, again, speak. You know, we're gonna speak on more basketball films um, in a second. But you know, that's kind of something they touch on, like the love and basketball films, like mm. how um, a lot of female players had to go international to get their names started and stuff like that. Look but, what happened with Brittany Griner? Right, man. right, right. Ends up getting arrested off that. Yeah. So it's like. Um, but now, now we're in an era where we're literally recruiting people from Europe to like come yeah. into our game. So it's like, and, yeah. and from Africa, yeah. you know, NBA yeah. Africa has become a big thing. So, yep. um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting seeing how basketball cinema for kids and another, another, um, film I didn't mention, Thunderstruck starring Kevin Durant. Kevin we talked Durant. about that on right. set. Terrible movie as well. <laughs> yeah, um, I've never seen that. I, uh, man, I didn't even try. I right, like, right. <laughs> but it's funny. He's like switching bodies with like this little white kid. And like, the, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, they, they, and obviously I got to shout out another one. Kuroko's Basketball from, um, it's one of my favorite animes ever. Okay. Um, I've, Used in college, I had an adaptation class where mm-hmm. we would talk about film adaptations. I literally wrote a whole pitch and whole everything to mm-hmm. make Kuroko's basketball like a real thing. That's one of my favorite basketball properties of all time. So, okay. the, for the kids, you know, what I mean, they, they have they have a lot of different kids movies for yeah. for basketball, but it's, it, it comes up to some. I think it adds up to making adult basketball fans too. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And um, the next film I kind of want to tap into mm-hmm. is my favorite. Mm. And a real love letter to the game, right? And that's Spike Lee's 1998. You know, he got game, right? He got game is like, like first of all, Spike, you know, you know his his history with the Knicks and stuff like that. So you know, it comes from a genuine place. Mm-hmm. But that opening credit sequence, in which Spike always hits a home run on them. Oh, his opening credit sequences, there's nothing better than the open credit sequence to kind of lock you in and get you strapped in and ready for what you're about to see. That opening credit sequence with everybody playing basketball all over America, the, the hood, middle America, and and the music he and, he, and you know Spike is so he, the choices he makes is so well thought out. He gets the music of Aaron Copeland, you know, yes. the great American, American uh, yes, like so beautiful. Mm. Be like, be, I could I could watch that opening credit sequence. Leave the film and be like, I love He Got Game. Like, just off the opening credit sequence alone. And that takes you into the film. Like, you got, you know, Ray Allen, who, you know, does does okay. He's a good actor. Yeah, like, he's okay. actually for good for the parts that he has to play in this film. And he, he was coached by Susan Batson, who's a, a well-known, you know, well-regarded coach, you know, acting, acting coach. coach. Yeah. She, you know, 
uh, Tom Cruise and many other people was under mm. her. And she's she's in Girl Six. She's the she's the acting coach in Girl Six that's yelling at Teresa Randall like you ah, know, feelings, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, but that's how she because I, I I seen I was able to see some behind the scenes footage from somebody that shot it mm. on set. Oh man, I shout out to you, uh, Sankey, David. Y'all know who you are. Shout out to y'all. I was able to see some of that footage and yeah, she's on set like yelling at Ray. You know, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. You know, she yeah. she's calling him by his character, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that like you know, he's he's good in it. Denzel. It's, yeah, you can't you can't mess with Denzel. Man. Can't mess with Denzel. Yeah. Denzel tells a funny story about um getting the script, and he's like the first thing he asked Spike is like, "You wrote this?" Like you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Spike's writing is so unique. He's just like he knew off rip. He was like, "Yo, you wrote this, didn't you?" Right. And then there's a hilarious you know account of the. The famous, you know, one-on-one scene between Jesus and Jake. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, in the script, Spike wrote it to be to end either 11-zip. Uh-huh. It was 11-zip or 12-zip in favor of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But Denzel, being Denzel, who Denzel used to play ball. He used to play ball for uh, Fordham, Fordham University in the, in the Bronx, coached by P.J. Carlissimo, who was choked by Latrell Sprewell in 98. So, really? Yeah. What? So, yeah. So you know, Denzel got you know Denzel got basketball lineage. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I think he told Ray Allen something like, "Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't do this from the left or something like that." Ray Allen didn't know he was practicing how to shoot on his left the whole night before. They get on set again. It's supposed to be 12, 11, 12 zip. Denzel start hitting shots. <laughs> Denzel hitting shots. Spike is just letting, just rolling, letting mm-hmm. them. And he said that after a while, I think it was like at one point Denzel hit like the sixth bucket. Ray Allen's like, "Time out, <laughs> time out." It says on the script, you know, he's a first time, he's a first time actor, so right. he's going by the script. Yeah, and then Spike, yeah. the shit stirrer that he is, he's yeah. just kind of like shrugging it off, like, "Well, Denzel's in them." <laughs> yeah, and they yeah. go back, and and it becomes a real one on one game. This is genuine. You're seeing it on on camera. And then uh, there's a scene in the middle of the film when they, he's playing. Pick up with Vin Baker, Walter McCarty, and them. I heard that guys would literally just come on set to check it out. And Spike was like, "Yo, come play ball," mm. and they filmed it. Yeah. So it's a, it's a genuine basketball film through and through. Mm. You know the, the cameos, Michael Jordan pops in to say the yeah. title. Yes. I love I love that 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 <laughs> whole sequence. By, by the way, that whole sequence oh. absolutely brilliant because it's every, it's all the cameos. It's cinema. It's the Shack. It's every, that is one of the best edited pieces. Yes, of, because it it really does inflict of what. Of uh, it kind of it it's, it it feels familiar to what we will see on like an ESPN or something like that, yeah. but also really hones in, which I think the film is brilliant. The religious aspect mm-hmm. of it, how everybody's saying Jesus, Jesus, mm-hmm. Jesus, and how it just rapid. Because I've always said Spike Lee's the master of the montage, and this yes. is that this is the perfect example of it. Yeah. This in the Fu montage, I'll probably put as like the top two. Top two, right, right. Top but two. This movie, and by the way, another amazing montage is when. Um, I forget homeboy's name, but uh, homie was riding him around in the big red whip. Oh, And yes. he's like, you know, all the people, all the blood suckers, yes. all the leeches. That yes. to me is one. Oh my god, I have probably run that scene back so many times. Same here. Um, I got, I got, I, I just, man, I should have brought it out. I literally have that movie like on still book Blu-ray, like mm-hmm. worn out. Well, I used to watch that. Uh, Roger Goodman Smith, who's a great actor, he played Smiley yes. and Do the Right Thing. He's yes. in a lot of Spike joints, mm-hmm. a lot of other joints too, but. 
Yeah, man. He's like, yo, he's showing all the, all the, blood, the blood-sucking leeches. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, I need some Similac for my baby. Right. Channel. Yo, I, I love that <laughs> right, shit. Right, when right. the dude starts shooting the dude in the hallway during the, right, the dice during game. during the dice game, yeah. The, the, oh. Mm. How about that recruiting scene? Oh man, yeah, and they go to the college, and yo, yeah, and this is and this and, and again, Spike because he's tapped in with all these basketball players. He's like, yo, these is true accounts. Mm-hmm. They're telling me mm-hmm. this is when they was trying to recruit them to schools. Yeah, got the white girls locked up in the room, you know, doing wow. whatever to get you to come to the school. Dang. This is all real. Yeah, right. All that right, shit is real. Right, right. So again, this is a, just a great. Oh, it's my my personal favorite. It's my personal favorite too. Basketball film. And just also time. shout out, you know, a couple more shout outs. Rosario Dawson. Uh, yes. One of her early parts. Yes. Yeah, one of her yes, early yes, roles. Yes. And um, she really, she almost kind of sells you on the uh, on on like thinking she's really in love with him. Yeah. But yeah, when she kind of plays him, um, the murder plot, you know, the whole uh, oh. the whole aspect with the Denzel. Character I also thought was just such an amazingly like moral complex question yeah, yeah. of like is that you know do you really forgive somebody who does that to your mother like mm-hmm. so many good questions and and um and I know I'm, I'm I'm just spinning off a lot here but this is again one of my favorites yeah um man when they get to um well okay sorry <clears throat> at the uh 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 when 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 Denzel is first meeting. Je- well, first linking up with Jesus uh-huh. and that walk in Coney Island, mm-hmm. um, and it's just that one take of them walking along the beach, just having that conversation. Mm-hmm. It's just one of the again. You're telling me, you know, Ray Allen's a first time actor. That to me is one of the most powerful sequences yeah. of all time. Um, also, Mila Jokovic, Jokovic, yeah. Right, playing oh, the- and shout out Thomas Jefferson Bird, R.I.P. That was my man. Like I, I knew him. Mm. Thomas Jefferson Birdie played the pimp. Oh right, right, yeah. right, right, if right. I, the, one of the funniest scenes is is as he's talking to you know what's the name of that movie? Kim Novak, Vertigo, baby. <laughs> and as he's doing it, Denzel is like staring at <laughs> Denzel is staring at him. So, he's, so she's talking and he's there smoking. And he's like, damn. <laughs> Yo, I love. Oh man, like yeah. that was so heartbreaking when he got when I heard about his murder. Man, he yeah. he was a good dude. He was funny, full of life. He's every, every one of his characters is him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I loved him in the film. Um, yeah, Mila Jovovich. Yeah, shit. This right. is uh, is this before or after Fifth Element? After I think this might have been right right after. after. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, one one other one other shout out, the guy who plays the agent. Um, oh, Al Pagnotti. Yo. Right, right. Yo, yes. Uh Al Palagonia in mm. real life. That's he's mm. he actually runs like a... this is how Spike gets all over to for Nick Games and stuff. That's his main man. Like at the Nick Games, he's always with him. Really? Because he has a private jet company, Apollo Jets, that that oh. Yeah, like Al Palagonia. He's not a trained actor. I would not have thought. You know what's crazy too? Because he actually returns and Spike Lee directed uh, the two two K eighteen. Yes, um, which he actually returns in as that yeah, same part. Same, yeah, yeah, I'm like, yo, this is good. This Don is good. Pagnotti, I said Al no, Pagnotti. No, no. Don Pagnotti, played yeah. by Al Palagonia, who is not an actor, but he's so fucking good in everything he's in. He's that typical mm-hmm. New York Italian. You know what I'm saying? See this watch, this watch calls you know. <laughs> right. I love it. Uh, you think black, you think white. The only color I see is green. Green, right. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, oh man, that that film. But you know, another film that I would put up there. You know, it's not a nar- it's not a narrative or feature. It's a feature, but it's not like narrative. Mm. Hoop dreams. Yes. Oh, definitely. Hoop definitely. dreams. Yes, it, you absolutely. know, if I want to talk about documentaries, like uh. that is the one. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think Hoop Dreams is one of those ones. I, I actually watched it. I watched it uh, before college, but then I actually had a class in film school where we had, you know, did a whole mm. watch of it, multiple parts, and I wrote a big essay on it. Man, it's one of the most heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Um, it's just you're following these kids for so long, yeah. man. Like, for one, content, con- concealing. If I'm not mistaken, it was like what five years, seven years, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a long. It was definitely of, throughout high school. Yeah, 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 yeah. It might have been four years, but all that time compressed into this documentary and seeing these fellas struggle. You know what I mean? Like fighting through social, you know, fighting through their home housing conditions, yeah. people in their family injuries, injuries like, yeah. and that's really like where it's like, damn, it's like. You really want to see all these people succeed and have a real chance, yeah. but you just you know they you you don't see that with any of these. Yeah, cats, one, one of them has a kid. Right, know, right, right, right. Like, that was the first red flag in his career. You know, it was mm-hmm. like, you know, this is a time when you know teenage parents. That was very like, I'm not saying it's normal now, but it's just like it was very like taboo, really, really taboo then. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, when you're on the ascent, you're on the ascent, you're on the up and up, and you're trying to do this and that, then that happens. That takes you down a few notches. Right. You know, right. then he gets injured. He has a knee injury. And thank God, the, both brothers are still with us today. I think I saw a video recently with them, like, recent. Like, oh, good. Yeah. yeah, you, know, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, Arthur, Aggie, I, he still looks great. He looks mm. the same, just got a bald head. You know, right. the brother's still with us. God bless him. But, mm. you know, mm. they were supposed to be superstars. Yeah, they were great. And then that's, and that's something that, is so relatable because we all know those people in high school, right? Like we all know people yes. in high school that were destined for greatness that if they just had, you know, just slightly better conditions or, you know, just one thing happened in their life, just made the right choice or, mm-hmm. you know, just something, just some fate or coincidence would have went their way. They would have been mega stars. You know, on a more positive note, right. You know, more than a game, LeBron James. That's, that's a documentary that has some foresight. That for show, for yo, <laughs> like, you know, okay, like, you know, we, we live in the moment now. We mm. all talk about LeBron, how we talk about him now. You know, nothing bad, but, you know, you know, we just talk about things in the moment. But if you ever want something to just really appreciate LeBron, mm. look at that one. Yeah, that's a great one. When they go in his bedroom, and you're just like, yo, like, look like look at that. Look at who he, he mm. yo, he had the, the posters on the wall. He was your regular kid. Yeah, he was like 6'8". Right. But he was a regular kid. And it took me back because... That was when I was in high school when LeBron was mm-hmm. doing the stuff that he was doing. I remember trying to get tickets to see him when he, when him and uh, St. Vincent St. Mary came to Trent, New Jersey. I wanted to see that in person because that was the LeBron hype before he came to the NBA was crazy. Yeah. So it was like to see that, to see their, their bond, their brotherhood. It was just such a, a dope, uplifting thing to see. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then to know, again, like you said, the foresight, to know what he became. Right. Beautiful. Right, right. And it's so funny, too. I mean... That they the fact that he the documentary crew had the foresight to know the fact that Drake and um, all oh, them dudes like had that song on that yeah, yeah, on that yeah, yeah. on that joint kind of really solidified the iconicness of it. I want this shit forever, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're yeah. using that Sprite commercials. Yeah. I'm like, bro, this is crazy. But they they get they accurately hype LeBron up in mm-hmm. that film, and mm-hmm. I think it's so funny watching that film compared to the more more recent Netflix original they put out, the Redeem Team, okay, which yeah. was like the uh, Olympics. Um, you know, uh, competition where it was LeBron, Kobe, like all of the, like the that that team in 2012, mm-hmm. AD, like still mm-hmm, in college. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing that, seeing that, seeing just that 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 growth from a person, young young man that he was in the beginning to mm-hmm. now that fully grown dope, and who's now making his own movie. So it's yeah. like, and he got some other documentaries. I think uh, he has some other documentaries that were on 
coming out either on Paramount Plus or something like that. Okay. So, shout out to I, I, I know that they're going to turn their story into a series. Oh, really? On Peacock, I think series, it's either a film or a series. Oh, the LeBron, LeBron's the, yeah, that that whole with the the team, the same. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah really? they're gonna turn this stuff. I think that's. I think that there's a trailer out. Oh, really? Oh yeah. man, I'll, yeah, that, so that's be coming fire. soon. Yeah, so yeah, shout out to that. So yeah, I mean, and, and um, just a couple other basketball documentaries to shout out. I, I love that show, Last Chance You Basketball okay. on um, on Netflix. That's another basketball one. Um, they got two seasons of that. Coach Mosley, East LA, like mm. that. They so fire. Um, and then um. Kobe doing work, you know what I mean? Lakers Kobe fan, I work. gotta shout that out. I know we talked about that a little bit on set, too. Yeah, Kobe um, doing work. I remember when that came out, I don't know what people thought it was going to be, because Spike made it very clear that it was inspired by the T.R.E. Henry doc, where it just follows him throughout a game. He's, mm. he's mic'd up, and the camera's on him, mm. and he's also giving his commentary on the game. I just wish that the game that they did for Kobe was a better game. Right, right. You know, like, just blow him out. Yeah, right. they blew out the Spurs, so you get a lot of Kobe on the bench just yelling and stuff like that. But um, right. it was dope. Like, to, like if you love basketball, to see that and to hear... Co- Listen, I, I, you know, I have a love hate relationship with Kobe because it's mm-hmm. like I appreciate him as a basketball fan. I appreciate what he's given, but I never really cared for him. Mm. You know, what I'm saying I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan, but um, the his basketball mind is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's amazing. I remember there was a game during that, that season when D'Antoni was coaching y'all, <laughs> and you know Kobe was out <laughs> with an injury. I remember Kobe was on Twitter live tweeting the game, and he was like, "I would have did this," cause da, 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 da. Or, or he was like describing the plays, and but, it, I was just glued to it. I was like, right. "Yo, this is good shit." You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. he just has a great basketball mind. So that Kobe doing work, him breaking down, you know, telling you why he was thinking the way he's thinking, what you know, his relationship with Phil and this and that, and mm-hmm. it was just dope. It was so dope. Yeah. But it's it that's for an acquired taste. I learned that when it came out because a lot of people shit on it because again, I don't know what they thought it was gonna be. Right, I you loved know? it. I mean, I thought it was yeah. great, I, even as a piece of filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Beautiful. I wish they would like release it. It's not even on ESPN Plus. It's like it really it, it isn't. Nah, it's not on ESPN Plus. You literally could only find like a. 480p version on YouTube. Uh-huh, you know what I mean? Why. Like I wanted to be in HD so bad. That's right. Um, but yeah, that that. Um, but speaking on, uh, you know, I know we're like we we talked about a lot. You know, we we mm-hmm. gotta uh, start wrapping up here. Talking about Kobe and his impact on basketball cinema, his short film mm-hmm. um, that won the Oscar. If, if I'm not mistaken, it might actually literally be the first basketball film to win an Oscar. So. Um, it was based on they played it during his retirement. Mm-hmm. I forget what um, the exact title of it is. Dear Basketball. Dear man. Basketball. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And John Williams produced the score. And even now, if you're in Hollywood on Hollywood and Highland, they have that big picture of Kobe kissing the Oscar right there. So it's um, a great moment, by the way. I was really happy mm-hmm. when that happened. I was like, this is dope. But for, like. First basketball player. First forget basketball sports. Film. Forget yeah. you know. Forget being a fan. And you know, this was a dope moment for the culture. It was like, mm-hmm. yo, look at this. Like, like I and then Kobe just he just had a good. You know, he was good with investments. Like you know, what I'm saying like mm-hmm. the whole body armor thing. Like mm-hmm. his post basketball career. You know, he was making bread. You yeah, know what I'm was, saying? Yeah, yeah. So him, you know, find you know getting the the, the production company started. I forget the name of it. Mm-hmm. The production company. Damn, it, it escapes yeah. escapes me at the moment. Mm. I know, I think Natalia is running it now, or like the head of it. Mm. But um, yeah, like, you know, that was dope. To see it win that Oscar, that was just such an ill moment mm. for basketball. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, no, that was amazing. And again, while we on documentaries, we all remember during the lockdown, we was all glued to our TV watching 
the last mm, dance. The the the, right, the, the, the bull. Right. I, you know, I honestly, I, I talked to one of my guys. I'm not going to put his name out there because I think he does work with the producers. But he was telling me that he was a little disappointed that it wasn't, it became a Michael Jordan documentary mm, as opposed to, you know, because the way they sold it is like, Yo, we got the footage of the Bulls. And he's right. I get him on that end. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But God damn, that was good yeah, shit. Yeah, you can't, you can't argue the Jordan, can't argue Jordan at, uh, out of it at all. Like, yeah, he, that was good shit, yeah. man. That was like, yo, like, and the music, whoever was the music supervisor oh, on that? Oh. Yo, yeah. shout out to you. Like, them mm-hmm. little, the little, when they would talk about Mike in a certain era, and then they'll play one one song, and you just mm-hmm. see him just, the Party Man one, the Prince Party Man, that was my oh, favorite. Right, I was like, oh, right, I love oh, that. Yeah, like, yeah. Mike jamming to Prince, I was like, oh, this is the shit. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, it caused some controversy. You know, Isaiah Thomas is still on Twitter crying about <laughs> a damn apology that's never going to happen. Scotty went and wrote a book shitting right. on Mike, you know, Mike yeah. Ruffle Feathers. But yeah. we saw y'all in 4K. <laughs> Scotty, right. I was watching the game in '94. Okay, I remember this. My mom, my mom was talking shit. You sat out because you was tight that you didn't get the last play. Yo, that's on you. Mm. You're not a leader. Mm. Isaiah, mm. we saw you walked off the court. Right. <laughs> Don't tell me about old Larry Bird and everything. Yo, own up to your shit, bro. Right. Mike is the goat, man. Mm. See, yo, the goat always ruffle feathers, man. You, right. you, don't throw rocks at the at the at the throne, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry, man. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, don't, I, don't bite the hand that feeds. Yeah, but yo, I could watch. I think for like a good while, I was watching it over and over again, and I yeah. bought it. I have the I have the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I love the last. I definitely days. watched it like at least in real time. I watched it twice every time it mm-hmm. came out because. Even even um we're doing like first cut commentaries like even like right after they came out mm. like during, so I was literally locked in and even after I watch it twice for the first cut commentaries mm-hmm. and then do the commentary and then get off and then watch it again yeah. afterwards because yeah. I was like yo this is and by the way like I you know it's sad that they probably did focus a little bit more on MJ but there are a lot of good things that came out of this film like we're getting that whole we're getting a whole movie. Based on the Dennis Rodman story, oh yeah, him leaving to Vegas for those three days. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be a whole movie by itself. Yeah, but um, are we gonna get it now? Oh uh, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess, I don't know. Yeah, it's true. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're Y'all right. know. Y'all we'll know. We'll see. We'll see. The film, we'll, right? see. we'll see. We'll I'll see how that, that goes. Right. 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 We'll see how that goes. But um, also, you know, man, I would have never. I I knew Steve Kerr was bad, but I didn't know. You know, again, I didn't watch those games in real time. I didn't know he hit that game winning shot yeah. back in the uh, game in the fifth. Yeah, fifth, Steve Steve Kerr was a bucket man. Right, he was he was right, one of those right. spot up, you know, typical white boys. You know, spot up, give right. me the ah, he get the J off real quick. That was that was Steve Kerr. That was him. Okay, so yeah, so it was good. So it was good seeing that like seeing those pieces and Tony Kuk. I would have never known. I, I knew of Tony Kuko. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but like him being like now he's like a now he's probably like a meme, like a punchline, like yeah. Tony Kuko online. So I like it. I like it. I'm good with um. I, I I love the last. It, it, it definitely brought. It, it definitely gave life to the legacies of the, the for the people that weren't there. Like, exactly. You know, exactly. It, it, I watch it, so I know about Ron Harper. I know about this person. Mm-hmm. I know about that person. But for me, yeah, for me as somebody, I was born in '97, so I only really caught the yeah. last of you know his championship. And did, and, like, and you probably didn't even catch it. Right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Exactly. So, but yeah, nah, it was it was it was amazing, man. And um. I do want to, so I, I know we're, we're like running out of time, so yeah, like yeah. we probably got to It's, it's to too it. many examples. It's too many examples. There's a lot of examples, but we could continue this conversation elsewhere, but yeah, there's a lot of examples. I do just want to shout out real, real quick, back to like the narrative ones. Mm-hmm. Um, 
going to uh, Love and Basketball. Mm-hmm. One of my this is my mom's literal favorite movie of all time. Oh, yeah? I've watched this a bajillion times. I love it. Obviously, USC connection, Laker connection, mm-hmm. um, and they're actually really hooping in the movie, which I appreciate. Yeah. Both uh, Sanaa Lathan and um, Omar Epps are uh, are actually really hooping, so I really appreciate that. Um, and Gina Prince Baitha was debut feature, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, actually was the uh, premiere film at the very first Pan African Film Festival 30 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. So it was, uh, and this, I mean, to me, it's one of the best films. Um, this is one of the best basketball films ever. Shout out Gina Prince Baitha. We did a we did an episode of the Mina podcast about, and she is the only director who we've ever covered that actually commented on the YouTube video. Oh, nice. So she was like, oh, thank you for shouting out loving basketball. I'll tell your mama I loved it type thing. Oh, you know wow. I mean? So shout out to Gina Prince. Shout for, out to her. For, for that. She's still making great movies to this day. Woman nope. King, obviously the other one on Netflix, The Old Guard. But yeah, loving basketball. Definitely got to put up there. Another one I got to shout out, Just Right. Um, with Queen, Queen Latifah <laughs> in common. Uh, same kind of vein, same kind of uh, basketball. Uh, I thought you would like that because they, they, they're not going for the Knicks, they with the Nets. They're with the New uh, Jersey yeah, Nets, I, you know what I mean? It's just common. He uh, don't look like he like He's too <laughs> small. Like, yeah. yeah, just, yeah. I wasn't buying common. I wasn't buying. I mean, I love Queen Latifah. Queen right. Latifah is, is dope, but I just wasn't. that. They have a love scene. That gets a oh, laugh yeah. out of me every time. It's it's funny watching <laughs> Queen Latifah play straight in movies and yeah. shows, especially now because we definitely know like she's yeah. not feeling that. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, set it off. Right. Listen, the cat out, the cat was out the bag, but set it off. I think right. everybody before, and she hasn't really gone, you know, she hasn't really gone public. I mm. mean, yeah, but yeah. she hasn't really come out publicly. Like, hey, mm, 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 but mm, yo, like mm. we, know, it's just it's, it's just like we funny. Know. Yeah, right, it's right, funny right, to see. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, I just got shot that one out because that's another one that, that my mom uh, be, be messing with. And uh, just a couple more basketball Jason. Oh, wait, 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 sorry. In terms of pure basketball movies, because I'm kind of putting those in like the pure ones. Mm-hmm. Another pure basketball film, again, talking about the teenage pregnancy angle, Coach Carter, Samuel L. Jackson. A lot of people love that film. Yeah, that a is. A lot of people love that film. That's hyped up there. That, to me, is another one that I watched repeatedly as a child, 2005. Mm-hmm. It was one of, them, one of the few MTV films that they made during that yeah. time period, along with Hustle and Flow, weirdly enough. Yeah. Um, Samuel Jackson, Brandy was in it. Uh, <laughs> Coach Carter? Uh, yeah, yeah. You uh, know, I only seen that movie once, so I can't, I, I barely, I just remember the soundtrack because they was always promoting it on, on MTV, but yeah. I, I hardly remember the film. Yeah, Brandy plays the team, the, the show, the, the uh, obviously Coach Carter's the coach. And uh-huh. then, uh, we have a lot of uh, the players who are dealing with their stuff. The guy who is in Finding Forrester, have you, I don't know if you've seen that Yes. One. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 with, uh, with, with um, I forget his name, Dark Skin. Yeah, but he's the Dark Skin brother. He's also in this film playing basketball as well. And um, his girlfriend is Brandy, who uh, is pregnant. Oh, so shit. yeah, yeah. So they're like trying to figure out like is he gonna keep playing ball or whatever. Um, the fact that Coach Carter is a mostly real story is actually unbelievable too because mm. the fact that it's this guy who comes in to this team and kind of changes them around, but also literally shuts down the whole basketball program because the 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 guys aren't getting great. I think that's super super um, inspirational. It's showing the you know young men like hey, well, you know basketball is important, but you gotta you gotta do the school part too. You know mm. what I mean? So. Um, that the fact that that was a real thing and it actually caused real protest and I think it was like Vallejo or in like somewhere in the Bay Area or whatever it caused real protest. It's 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 a, it's a really great film. If y'all haven't watched Coach Carter recently, definitely go back. Young Channing Tatum, I Young was Channing just about to say Tatum. That. He's yeah, right, 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 right. Sam Jackson, Sam Jackson. Know. There's um that other brother who was uh he was in another. He's like kind of 
I think he's like half black, half Latino, something like that. But he's in a lot of stuff back in that period. Yeah, long hair. Yeah, yeah, kind of like the curly yeah, hair. Right, exactly, about. exactly. His he had um his family. I guess his cousins. He was trying to like get them into a gang, and then they end up getting shot up. Like uh-huh. in that. So it was, it's a it's a it's an interesting film, but I personally rank it like super high up there for basketball movies. How do you do? You remember Glory Road? Glory, I did not. No, no, no. I don't. I don't it was about it was about the team. I know Pat Riley was on the other team. It was like mm-hmm. an old NCAA game. It was a white team versus a black team. It was a Disney film. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I remember. I'd never really saw it. I'm, I'm just not the inspirational sport film thing. It's right, like, right, right. Yeah, yeah, because this was this was literally like the Remember the Titans version mm-hmm. for basketball. This mm-hmm. is what that movie, mm-hmm. it was like an answer to that. So it was trying to be inspirational. I liked it, you know what I mean? I just grew yeah. up on it, so I liked it because of what yeah. they were doing. But yeah, I could definitely feel you on like not really, because it is a lot of Samuel L. Jackson giving speeches like, be good, you know, be be straight. <laughs> um, people people throwing, bri- oh, by the way, shout out um, my one of my mentors, Carl Gilliard, is in this movie. Um, he was uh, he plays the guy who works at Samuel L. Jackson's store, Carl Gilliard. He's one of my mentors with the Bill Duke program back in the day. Which, speaking of Bill Duke, he's in a Netflix basketball adjacent movie called High Flying Bird, mm-hmm. directed by Steven Soderbergh, starring also Melvin Gregg. By the way, Melvin Gregg might Yo. be one of my favorite young actors. His working ascension right now. is crazy. I yeah. remember him on Vine. <laughs> yeah, right, right, you know right, right. So like then with Snowfall and everything, and like Bro, he's really doing Sn- dope shit. Snowfall, um, you know, house house party. Um, uh, High Flying Bird, but also, but check this. He was in um, he was in High Flying Bird, but he was in another uh, man. What was it? He was in another film where he was playing. Oh. American Vandal. I don't know if you've seen that show on I've Netflix. heard of it. Fam. He is a, he's a basketball player in that show, too. But he's like high school basketball. Hilarious. One of the funniest comedies Netflix has ever made. They canceled mm. it after two seasons. But he's he's good in that. But And, and High Flying Bird, directed by Steven Soderbergh. Film's compl- shot completely on the iPhone. Um, so it's one of them kind of movies. Uh-huh. But it actually looks really, really gorgeous. Um, Bill Duke is playing like... I forgot exactly who Bill Duke is playing, but it's a really good. It's in the same vein of like Air, of uh-huh. Air, where it's a, a lot about the business of basketball, particularly like agencies negotiating for streaming rights. And Melvin Gregg, he's like a basketball player, so he's trying to figure out like what team to do, mm. where to sign. It's really, really interesting. I highly recommend High Flying Bird. And and the brother from uh, Moonlight is in it too, right? Yes, yes. Um, Toronto uh, Rose. I forget. I forget his name. I forget his name. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, he's um he's in it too. Yeah, so it's a. That's another really good, again, the business of basketball. Mm-hmm. That's a good film right there, too. So, Steven Soderbergh did that one really well. Um, a couple other ones I want to shout out. I know a lot, but <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The Way Back, another Ben Affleck one. He's playing like a coach. Okay. Dealing I with an that. alcohol problem. I remember that. Um, so, that one's dope. Um, there was uh, Uncut Gems, Which Adam is, Sandler, yeah, yeah. Kevin, Dur- Kevin, Garan- uh, Kevin Durant, sorry. Kevin, Kevin Garnett, Garnett yeah. right. KG. Um, in that film, um, he was so good in that film. Yeah, he's actually he actually was a good actor. Like, yeah, he actually he was performed really, really, well. really good in that film. He's right. he's kind of himself mm-hmm. if you listen to his podcast and stuff. But it was so good. It was so natural. I loved it. Yeah, the safety. Why would you show me that if I can't have it? Like, <laughs> 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 and, and it felt very New Yorker energy yeah, too. Yeah. Like, even though he's like a Boston guy, you know. Yeah, I mean? like, that film. Oh my god, that my anxiety whenever I watch that goddamn film. Boy, right, 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 through right. the roof. The gambling, the gambling aspect of it is great. And they, that, they definitely got that across well, mm-hmm, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, exactly. And that's what led, I think, ultimately Adam Sandler doing his next basketball film, which he was actually in pretty heavy Oscar consideration for this year, Hustle on mm-hmm. Netflix. Um, another one produced by LeBron's company. 
really good drama. Again, basketball adjacent. He's a coach dealing with him trying to help kids. And, you know, it's nice. It's a good film. Um, but it's mostly about Adam Sandler mm-hmm. being that kind of like beat up coach in the same way of like the way back, you mm-hmm. know. But um, I, I enjoyed that one too. I enjoyed and that Edwards, uh, uh, Hernan and Gomez, Edwards. Juan Hernan Gomez, I believe was like the, the player he was really mm-hmm. dealing with in the film. Um, yeah, I, I, that's another one I didn't see. I got to catch up to that one. That one I didn't see. I remember it was out. Everybody told me it was good. I never got to see it, though. Mm, mm, you know? Mm, but uh, Yeah, that's a lot of basketball movies out there. It's a lot. I mean? It's a lot. I, I know we probably hit you all over the head with a bunch of yeah. names. And, mm-hmm. But this, you know, we gave you enough to go back and check out. Exactly. You know? So that, that was that was. That's it. Episode five. I was going to ask, I know we talked to the people. Did the people say anything about... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, again, I shot out a little question. You know, was your favorite basketball films? Everybody... Basically, the stuff we covered, everybody was mentioning. It took a while... I'm surprised it took a while for people to say white men can't jump. I was... I thought that was one of the first ones I was going to hear. Yeah. That's crazy because they're doing a new one that's about to come out. Did it come out? It's about to come out. So, that's what's sad. It was going to be a theatrical release. Now, they're just dropping it on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, yeah. Um... But shout out my boy Andre, uh, one of my homies. You met him. He was on. Um, he was in the comic shop. Okay. He's uh, he's actually one of the background in in that movie. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. And he's gonna be in like multiple scenes, I think. So. Well, all yeah. Right. <laughs> Why they got Jack Harlow playing the Woody Harrelson yeah, part? Yeah. I, I, I really rock with that. And I didn't like the little Spike Lee joke y'all made in the trailer neither. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he's a real Nick fan. Yeah. He be there. He just be working. Yeah. <laughs> Get off Spike. Stop. Stop. Stop coming for Spike, man. <laughs> Spike, I got your back. But uh, yeah, I, and there's one one other thing I want to shout out. So we're on for, uh, now on on first you know first cut and slash this podcast. We're gonna start doing some giveaways mm-hmm. in honor of basketball films. I'm we are the first giveaway we're gonna do is for this Uncle Drew. You know, a classic basketball I film from 2018, uh, starring the great Kyrie Irving. Based on the on the advertising, um, it was like Mountain campaign. Dew. It was like Mountain Dew or Pepsi. Pepsi, Pepsi, yeah, Pepsi know. commercial. Which funny, we didn't talk about how Space Jam kind of originated from commercials. Uh, there's a couple of movies that kind of originated. Bro, from we got bust so much time. Yeah, no, yeah, I know, I know exactly. <laughs> but so this, but Uncle Drew, if you want a chance to take home this limited edition still book, uh, all you have to do is, con- if you are listening to this podcast on Spotify. Make sure you follow us on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So all you got to do is click on the podcast on Spotify and, 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 and hit follow, screenshot that, and tweet at, you know, either at me, Director RB3, you could uh, tag. At, at Mr. Marinos, M-R-M-A-R-I-N-K-N-O-W-S. Or you could DM me, Real Talk Film Society on, on Instagram. Right. Show, make sure you show us the screenshot of you following us on Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on Apple, Leave a comment on Apple. Leave a rating and a comment on Apple. Same thing. Send a screenshot. Send it our way. And you'll be able to enter to win this. We'll send it to you. Y'all have a week to do it. So mm-hmm. by the time we record next time, we'll announce the winner live it. on air. So just make sure you get your, your in. Uncle see Drew, that. man, get that. that. Uncle it's, Drew. Right. This is this is back when Kyrie was so likable. Look at right, that. right. Look at that. <laughs> he was so likable. He wasn't so... Before he, ditching the, the, yeah, uh, before he became Dr. Sebi with a fucking yeah. crossover. <laughs> look at, look at, I, and I saw this. In, I, I forgot about this film. I saw this in theater. It's a fun film. It's a good it's, film. It's, it's good. And uh, Shaq is in it. There's a lot of good, there's a lot of good cameos. Lisa in Leslie, it, so. Shaq, yeah. yeah, Chris Webber, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good film, y'all. Good film. Y'all and need this. Listen, y'all. Listen, let me just show y'all real quick, man, because we got we got Blu-rays for days, y'all. So stay locked in to the real talk. What's that? What's that? What's this that? This one. This one. The we should. We could. We could did this one too for air. You know, for Matt. Damon. Oh yeah. Okay. We might hold on to it for a little bit. Oh, Maybe that's I'll Scarface. Scar- that's Scarface. a hood classic right now. there. Y'all already know what Scarface is. Hood classic. Already know what that is. Come on now and listen. Look at this. 
FJ Drayton and Mud, oh, okay. Law Buying Citizens, right. Child Jamie Foxx, hopefully recovering well. This is gonna be our big money one, Jurassic World. But let's listen. I mean, but not not. I'm sorry, not Jurassic World, not just Jurassic World. This is five films right here, people. Oh, let me see. This is five Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park Two, Jurassic Park Three, right. and then the first two of the Jurassic World series. All right. Not even the not even Dominion, not even the worst Jurassic World. So oh, good. This is actually the best package, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep that shit away. Right. Excuse me, my brother. Hold the Dominion, my brother. Right, right. You know I mean? <laughs> this is a good one right here. Right, right. So okay. we're gonna be giving all these away, man. We're gonna be giving all these away. But Stay if you tuned want, on if the you pod. want this, Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew, you know what to week. do. Yes. Yo, hit us. You listen, follow. If you on Spotify, follow us. If you're on Apple, comment. Mm. Show us some love. Rate us. Give us all five stars, whatever. Mm. Let the people know you rock with us. Yes, and you sir. get this right here. Mm. So make sure you let us know. So it's me, Mr. Marin, my man RB3. That was episode five of the newly christened Real Ones Podcast. The podcast formerly known as the Real Talk Film Society Podcast. We are now Real Ones. Thank you for listening. Coming Peace. soon to a theater near you. Oh, 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 oh,